Hey everyone, this is your slightly less than adequate Dungeon Master Joey. Sorry for the somewhat long, unexplained pause. We've been dealing with a bunch of random stuff like time management, being sick, and family emergencies. I'm hoping to get back into a more regular schedule, probably starting next month. I'm still figuring out logistics, but in the coming weeks we'll most likely be aiming for episodes every other week rather than the other week that we used to do. And just a reminder that we'll be publishing on Wednesdays. If you have any questions or concerns, let us know on Twitter or Instagram at AAMagicPod. And with that, let's get back to our desperate orcish housewives. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. We see the flash of Dancing Light's Magitech being activated. And on a small, rudimentary stage in one of the poorer parts of Falcon's Reach, we see a young half-elf couple getting married. The couple live a poor but happy life. We see the man of the relationship head out every day to work, cultivating plants in the barren soil of the neighborhood, itself run down and crime-ridden. In the next scene, we see the man discover a way to make his plants thrive. And soon, he is recruited by JYMO, the main food-producing company of the city. Now wearing a suit, his hours grow long. We see him working late every night or having to go out with co-workers. His wife, who has moved in with him into a much nicer home, awaits his return, each night alone. The man's office changes and upgrades over time, as does the home. Oh yeah, what kind of desk does he get? Never mind. <laughs> Coca Boa. There's only one. Yeah, yeah, it's just different sizes of Coca Boa desks. Like when you when you first start out at the company, they give you like this tiny footstool sized mm-hmm. table, and it just mm. keeps growing larger and larger as you make your way up the company chain. That's kind of like the status symbol. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger desk you have, like the higher up, you, the more important you are. Yeah. In any case, the the couple grows older. We see this same rotation happen several times, and then in the last one, we see the man at his office again, and he receives a message, and his face grows pale. In the next scene, we see him arrive at a hospital, and we see his wife in one of the beds. A doctor comes out, and we see him shake his head. The man grips his wife's hand. She dies. We then see the man, filled with regret, switch his suit for adventurer's clothes, and he sets off, seeking a magical artifact rumored to be able to bring back the dead. 
and filled with immense magical power. Leaving his business and comfortable life behind, he ventures into treacherous areas of the city, traversing desolate neighborhoods, haunted cemeteries, and facing numerous monsters. After a long journey, he arrives in a temple, and ahead of him we see a pedestal with a single shiny French press. As he reaches out and grips the French press, we see the man's face grizzled by his adventures. We see him make a difficult choice, and we see a look of acceptance and understanding. He puts the French press in his bag and leaves the temple. And we see another close-up of the man's face, and it transitions to present time, revealing the man to be Rob, the gardener. And then we cut to the three of you. So, like, guys, why do you think that O'Malley is is just ditching us like this? It's kind of strange, right? Hmm, perhaps he's ashamed, or maybe he's afraid that we're about to bust up his little love triangle. You know, if people just wouldn't take marriage so seriously and would just (laughs) understand some of the concepts I've been trying to teach about freedom and letting go and being more open, I just, I don't think these kind of caustic, toxic relationships would be so common. Yeah, I mean, there's many ways out of a bad marriage, and (laughs) she and Deborah kind of looks to the side (laughs) and looks towards her dagger hand. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Well, how hard should we press, ladies? Should we... I think there's other people in the neighborhood that are potential persons of interest. Perhaps we can just come back later? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I already took a look around the back, and I mean, he had this garden and everything, but I didn't really see anything that would help us, so maybe we should move on. Can I... Well, one last thing. Um, I put my ear to the door, or to underneath the door. <laughs> I, I get down, and I try to listen in and see if I can hear anything. Go ahead and do a perception check. That is a non-natural 20. <laughs> As you put your ear to the door, you very, very faintly feel like you hear someone yelling for help. Ooh. Ladies, we might have to put these see other people plants on hold. <laughs> D- did you hear anything? <laughs> did it sound like a male or female voice or am I unable to tell? It sounds female. All right. Ladies, I think Celeste's in trouble in there. Should we bust out the door? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to be that D. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I be that D. I bust down that door. (laughs) Take it down, Deb. Is it locked, actually, or is it just closed? Uh, You try the doorknob. It is, in fact, locked. Hmm. Well, all right, yeah. Guess what I'm going to do, Joey? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'm going to pick it. I'm going to pick that lock. Go ahead and do your lock pick check. It, oh yeah, the modifier is plus 13. <laughs> but I did roll nat one, so that is 14. <laughs> <laughs> well, you really, you really hyped that one up, huh? I know. <laughs> uh, you, you attempt to pick the lock, and as you do so, you feel a magical force basically making it harder to break in. 
Hmm, this is weird. I'm doing everything correctly and I've done this countless times. I mean, I don't know. This is weird. I'm glad I read that article last night about how to pick locks, but... I don't know. There's something weird about this door. Well, I have a key that always works. It's called... My fist. <laughs> uh, can I try to break, <laughs> I try to break down the door? <laughs> Deborah just gives like a very like sh- weird look at uh, Vivian, like oh, okay, and backs up. Yeah, go ahead and do a strength check. Maybe noting to self to limit the amount of time that Vivian spends with the kids. Damn, I got it. I got a ten. You pound on the door, but otherwise nothing happens. I attack the door with an unarmed strike. <laughs> How about you also do a strength check? Strength check, okay. That is a twelve. <laughs> wow. Damn, not not in this arc too. <laughs> oh no! Your fist bounces off the door, and it hurts. So I have a hammer. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you just pull out your purse. Yeah, I'm just like, let me see. And I push aside the, let's see, the pe- the Petons and the, the tinderbox, <laughs> the flask of oil. I'm like, where is it? I know I had one of these. Ah! And I pull out a hammer, and I'm going to go to one of the windows and just smash it open. Neighborhood. What is neighbor- I feel like Neighborhood Watch isn't a good thing to say. Um, no, we are the Neighborhood Watch. Yeah. Neighborhood Watch. And just, I smash the window. <laughs> <laughs> neighborhood Watch slash Secret Police. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you walk past the, the ADT sign, like the home security sign, uh... and then you, uh, <laughs> you attempt to hammer the window. Go ahead and roll another strength check. Strengthy strength. All right, well, we're never getting into this house. That's a nine. Wait, <laughs> oh wait, God. hold on. Sorry. That's a ten. <laughs> your, your hammer bounces harmlessly off the window. Ladies, I feel like a. this isn't our best day. <laughs> and along the street comes a levitating police car. <laughs> Ladies, I think we might need to take cover. <laughs> like, ugh, this again. And I hide into the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> that old chestnut. Hmm, like I haven't done this before. <laughs> Everybody go ahead and do a hide check. They're never going to find me, Joey. 20. 22. Eight. I have, to roll at, I have to roll at disadvantage. Oh, you're wearing heavy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just pull her into the bush with me. <laughs> <laughs> Vivian, you, you just take just one second too long jumping into the bushes. The police car flips its lights on and it does like the wah wah and it pulls up outside Professor O'Malley's house. Vivian. I mean, I'm wearing an armored <laughs> pantsuit. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you... Uh, you know what? I'm just going to keep quiet. The police officer, a young half-elf, walks up to the bush. And looking down at Vivian, who is actually not hidden at all, <laughs> he says, Ma'am, is everything all right here? Vivian wants to try to kill two birds with one stone and make themselves look less suspicious and also maybe use this guy to get inside this house. So she says, Officer, no! I think there's something terrible going on in that house. My friend, uh, well, we are members of the Neighborhood Safety Committee. No, God, Vivian. We've, we've been going around. Not and, we. Oh, I mean me. 
I am a sole member of this committee. Uh, and I heard someone screaming help from inside that house. Go ahead and do a persuasion check. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> he just sort of nods and is like, Ma'am, we, we've been receiving reports of people digging up hydrangeas. Would you happen to know anything about that? I don't know anything about that. It sounds like a perfectly lovely flower. Hydrangeas being planted was the crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna have... Is this your house? Uh, of course not. That's why I was so disturbed when I heard cries from help coming from inside. He seems somewhat unconvinced, but he says, All right, man, how about you go wait over on the sidewalk over there? Uh, of course, officer. Happy to comply. The police officer heads over to the door and knocks on it. And he yells, This is the police. Open up. There's no response. Can I hear from over on the sidewalk? Uh, what are you trying to hear? Do I hear him say, police, open up? Yeah. Oh, okay. I call over and say, Isn't it strange how no one's answering? There could be some sort of hostage situation. <laughs> the police officer's mumbles like, Maybe they're not home. Well... He knocks again. <laughs> Alright. Can I sneakily... Since he's at the front door, can I, like, somehow sneakily, like, emerge from my hiding place so that he doesn't see me and then, like, act like I'm walking down the street and be like, Wait, somebody's crying for help from inside that house! <laughs> Go and roll a stealth check. <laughs> Alright, Joey. You ready for this? That is a 32. Wow. wow. Okay. He rolled a 7. <laughs> Alright, describe to me what you do and how many tumble rolls you do. So there's about 32 tumble rolls as I emerge from the bush, just tumble rolling all the way back to the sidewalk. But I'm so quiet about it because I've practiced tumble rolling many times. And I get back to the sidewalk. I do kind of like a, like a cool like superhero pose when I stop. And... Or I, like, I hold out my hands, like, nailed it. And then I, like, make a show about walking down the street, down the sidewalk, like I'm minding my own business. Deborah very loudly says, wait, somebody's... Cr Does anybody hear that? Somebody's crying for help inside that house. The, the police officer turns around and is like, what? I, I didn't hear anything. Are you deaf? It's clear as, as day. And you call yourself an officer of the law. <laughs> I hear it too! This is why Neighborhood Watch Associations exist. To do the job that you cannot. <laughs> Alright, Dev, go ahead and do a persuasion check with advantage. <laughs> persuasion. Oh man, I'm not good at that. Oh, okay, that's not so bad. That'll be a 17. Yeah! The police officer suddenly has a more urgent look on his face. And he pulls out a piece of Magitek. Ooh. And he casts Knock on the door. We should get that. <laughs> you guys hear a very loud knock emanate from the door. And you see the magic that was protecting it shimmer away. Oh, it was magic. <laughs> and then he kicks the door down. Uh, living my dreams right now. <laughs> he heads inside. I come back over from the sidewalk to peek in <laughs> and go behind. The police officer pulls out his magic pistol and heads inside. What do you guys do? 
I quietly follow. I loudly follow. <laughs> <laughs> I give an annoyed look to Vivian, but continue my my pursuit. I'll I'll actually go around back behind the house again since I, mm. I previously mapped that environment and see if anybody tries to book it out the other side. Smart. The police officer heads into the house and he begins searching the route. As Deb and Vivian enter, you see that the inside of the house is filled with books and artifacts and curiosities. Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) The furniture is a mix of antique pieces and cozy reading nooks. There's a bunch of maps, charts, and diagrams adorning the walls. Anything? Let's see. Is there anything that stands out about the diagrams or curiosities or the other things that you described? Uh, go ahead and do a, well... Can I actually, before we invest, can I try doing detect good and evil? Because then would that, like, make things pop out? Uh, yeah, you, you can give that a shot. Uh, let's do Mitchell's first. Mitchell, go ahead and do a investigate check. Not a great day. This is a nine. You walk past the diagram of a French press, but it it obviously means nothing to you. (laughs) Mm, Coffee's bad for children. I just whisper as I walk by it. (laughs) Meanwhile, Vivian, uh, what did you want to do? So I kind of close my eyes and I clutch one of my pearls and... I rub it, releasing the ma- magic, magitech dust into the air, and uh, I say, uh, let's see if anything can jump out around here. Stop, and I open my eyes to see if anything is kind of, you know, jumping out <laughs> amongst all the artifacts. You cast your detect evil and good in the living room. Uh, the police officer is, like, further up ahead in the kitchen, and there's also a set of stairs that leads up. The stuff in the living room, nothing lights up here. But about 30 feet up stairs, there's something lighting up up there. Mm. Ladies, I, I think we need to go upstairs. Can someone distract the, the police officer? Why would we want to distract the police officer? If we need his help, then maybe he should come with us. That's a good point. Also, aren't we sneaking? Yeah, I thought that we would be able to, you know, someone could distract him and keep him down here and we could sneak upstairs. <laughs> but not one, of, not one of my best plans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still at back, I think. I'm just trying to look in the back windows to see if anything is happening or anybody's trying uh, to escape. Yeah, Kiel, Kiel, what are you doing? You're just hanging out back there? I'm sneaking around the back. I mean, I can... Romy, how is this, this, two, this is at least a two-story? Is it a three-story house or more? Two stories at least. Two stories, okay. When I can go up, if there's a, if I see anything in the upper windows, I do have the ability to walk vertically along walls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no big deal. Anybody can do it. <laughs> if you just do yoga long enough, this right. is the power. Yeah, you can music. do this too. Currently in the backyard, you only really see the police officer poking around the kitchen. Upstairs, you see no sign of movement. I continue. Uh, do we hear anything now that we're in the house? Is it clear where maybe the cries for help are coming from? Go and do a perception check. Perception! Oh my god, it's the same as last time. It's an 11. You hear nothing this time. I'm worried, Vivian. 
think we better head upstairs. Since the guy is busy in the kitchen, and I don't know the exact layout of the house, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm assuming that I don't have to cross in front of the guy. <laughs> it's starting to get real hard to evade his, like, line of sight. He has a little, like, cone in front of him. Oh. <laughs> Where, like, his field of vision. I channel my best, you know, annoying investigator slash Karen, and I, I go over <laughs> to the officer, and I'm saying, oh, can't you hear that? I, I hear noise coming from the kitchen. Like, I think there's something going on in here. So I kind of try to drag him through the kitchen into the dining room that I'm assuming exists away from the stairs. The police officer's like, ma'am, you can't, you can't be in here. Of course I can be in here. I, I'm a reporter. I'm an investigator just like you. Ma'am, this is private property and you are trespassing right now. It's private. <laughs> I, can, I can take you to jail for this. Uh, I'm simply doing my, my duty as a citizen. Trying to protect my fellow neighbor. Ma'am, if someone is in danger here, you are endangering yourself and them. I'm going to need you to leave. Uh, certainly, if, if you could just escort me off the premises. <laughs> it does like it, it does literally the longest possible eye roll. Like, it's literally just the white of his eyes at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, alright ma'am, you're gonna have to stay out there though. Do you understand? Of course. <laughs> Don't get paid enough for this. Please, just lead, lead the way. <laughs> he heads outside of the house. Excellent. Meanwhile. Yes. Meanwhile. While that happens, let's see, I feel like... Is there a like a back door that Kia might be near? Yeah. Alright. Because I feel like two heads might be better than one. So first I'm going to... I'm going to quickly as I can go to the back door and open it up to let Kia in. I figured it's easier to open a door from the inside than the outside. Yeah, it, it just clicks open. Yeah. Like, I wave Kia in, and I whisper to Kia, So, Vivian says there's something upstairs. She cast one of her magitechs, but she she's distracting the police officer outside, so we have a small amount of time, but I think we should go up there. All right, let's creep up. All right, so we do that. The two of you creep up. It's creepy. Eh? Upstairs you see that there's a bedroom and a study. Try and... Um... Is there anything that looks incredibly evil up here? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Except for those drapes. Those drapes are ghastly. You know, I can't believe we live in a neighborhood where people with, like, no sense of style. <laughs> uh, which room do you want to take a look at first? Do we, which one do we emerge into? There's, like, a second floor landing, and then oh. there's a room to the, a uh, door to the study and a door to the bedroom. My instincts are pointing towards the bedroom. So I'll go through the... I'll go to the bedroom. You head into the bedroom. You see that there's a very large king bed with velvet sheets. <laughs> How odd. There's a bunch of pictures on the wall and a small nightstand. I take a closer look at the pictures. You take a look at the pictures. It's a bunch of pictures of the professor. <laughs> what a narcissist. <laughs> He's mostly shirtless. What an extreme narcissist. <laughs> but go ahead and do an insight check. Mm, I'm, get, I'm sensing something from these pictures. 
Oh, that's bad. All right, that's a nat one. So that's three. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing strikes you as weird <laughs> about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't have shirtless photos of themselves <laughs> in their own bedroom? <laughs> Kia agrees. <laughs> Seems fine to me. <laughs> it cuts to Kia's bedroom, and it's all just pictures of Kia. <laughs> <laughs> Not even of Kai. Yeah. <laughs> in various yoga poses. <laughs> yeah. Kia will go explore the nightstand. Go and do an investigate check. We have to do well on something here. Mm. Okay. 19. Nice. It's all of his porn. Just That's with the plus zero modifier, so. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> You, you find more pictures of himself. What? <laughs> the, the, the ones that didn't make it up into his wall. <laughs> mm, so I can see how these aren't quite as good. I definitely, I think O'Malley has his good judgment in the, in the pictures he chose to highlight. Yes, but he, ke- he kept his other photos. He didn't just throw them out. What? This guy is so weird. You thumb through the photos and then you get to the very last one. This photo is a lot more worn and older than the others, and in it you see a very fat and ugly gnome with nerd glasses. Well, this certainly seems out of place. I, I can't imagine why someone like Professor O'Malley would be associated with someone so out of shape. <laughs> I mean, just because uh, somebody's out of shape doesn't mean that they have less value, Kia. Kia glares. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Kai. <laughs> Don't sound like my husband. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, um, I'm just saying, you know, uh, you know, Zog and Glob. As much as I try, they, you know, they, they sometimes get into the snacks and they're, well, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> Im- improv 100. <laughs> I, I pocket the picture of the old gnome for later assessment. Wait, did, did you say it was old, Joey? Or just fat and ugly? Which is you know, still mean. Uh, the photo is old. Oh, oh sorry. The old the photo. Gnome. The yeah, man is fat old, and ugly. The old photo yeah. of the fat gnome for later assessment. Odd that he would have nothing but photos of himself and then one photo of someone else. Well, you know, these academic types, they... They lose touch with their, their bodies, and it just, you know, takes them to strange places. I, I meditate on that, that pearl, that pearl wisdom. As you say pearl, we cut to one of Vivian's pearls, and then it zooms out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good, uh, it's a good transition. It does a little, it does a little Batman uh, <laughs> transition <laughs> sequence gonna, 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 where it just out. spins in and out and spins around. <laughs> All right, ma'am, you're going to have to stay out here. Do you, do you understand me? Of course. I've been following your every word, your every moment, your every breath. <laughs> oh. Have you uh, been an officer of the law for long? Five years on the force, ma'am. Ah, uh, what rank are you now? You look like a captain. Well, I, I love a man in authority. I, I really do love a man in uniform. Uh, why don't you just stay out here with me? You can tell me all about yourself, <laughs> your your workout routine, your many, many nights on the beat, alone, I'm hoping. While I'm talking, I am rubbing on my pearls, and, and a little bit of dust comes out, and I cast Hold Person. He rolls a 12. So then I run in the house, and I run up the stairs. 
The police officer on the street suddenly seizes up and then flops over. And then we see Vivian make a mad dash into the house and up the stairs. Deb and Kia, you hear the familiar footsteps clang, of clang, Vivian. Clang, 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 <laughs> Like, oh no, what did she do? <laughs> this can't be good. I burst in the door and I say, ah, uh, I'm, I'm holding the police officer outside uh, with a spell. We probably only have a minute. Did you guys find anything? Vivian, what in the... Okay. Um, well, I thought we had more time to search. We found a lot of photos of the guy. I look around the room and see all the shirtless photos. <laughs> and I say, wow, someone's got a lot of confidence. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, we're real proud of uh, Professor O'Malley and his shirtless uh, body. And these are not values I want my kids Zog and Glob to have, you know. Narcissism isn't isn't a, you know, it's it's not something we teach in the old Padbog house. But did you you sent you sent something up here, right? Yes. Joey, when I initially cast the spell, did I kind of get an idea whether it was like, you know, room on the left versus room on the right or did it just glow upstairs? You have a pretty good idea where the glow was located. And as far as you know, based on the layout of the house, it's not located in either of these rooms upstairs. Huh. It's weird. The the glow, when I initially cast it, it doesn't seem like it's coming from any of the rooms that are currently up here. Hmm? But you said it was coming from upstairs. Yeah, it's like there's some sort of secret room. Can I do an investigation check and kind of, you know, grope around where I kind of, like, spatially where it seemed like the glow was coming from? I'm kind of, I'm kind of picturing a hallway where you go up the stairs and it leads to, like, on the left is the bedroom and on the right is a study and the glow is coming from, like, a space in between. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, can I, like, do an in- try to investigate, like, like kind of feel around. Yeah, which room are you investigating? Uh, well, you said the glow was, wasn't coming from either of those, right? Yep. So I kind of go back into the hallway and I investigate kind of the hallway in between the two rooms, kind of looking along the wall. Yep. Uh, go and roll your investigate check. Oh, not 20 plus one, 21. There's nothing in the hallway. No! <laughs> <laughs> All for nothing. What? On a nat 20? Yeah, there's just nothing here. But you can rule out the hallway. No! Uh, any other ideas? <laughs> Kia and Deborah, what do you guys want to do? I look for like one of those attic doors, or like a door to an attic. Like maybe they have maybe there's a secret attic or something. Go ahead and do a perception check to see if you can find an attic door. Alright. That's a twenty-two. There's no attic. <laughs> Damn it! No! Oh my! <laughs> but we know for sure. <laughs> Did Kia see anything while she was out behind the house that might? Now that she is in the house upstairs, that might have indicated there are additional rooms that we are not immediately perceiving. Based on Vivian's information and your sort of knowledge of the house, you sort of do like this. 3D diagram of the layout of the house and judging from where well how about you roll a wisdom check <laughs> before I just start doing all this mental geometry 
Yeah. <laughs> 18. We're rolling so yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> Based on Vivian's information and your own mental geometry, you do deduce that the room probably connects to either the bedroom or the study. Girls, have any of us checked in the study yet? No, no, Kia, we've all been together the whole time. <laughs> well, let's go in the study. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. The three of you rush into the study. Outside, we see a shot of the police officer. He's twitching a little bit. Uh, we might want to pick up the pace. <laughs> As the three of you head into the study, you see another sizable Coca-Cola desk and a large bookshelf behind it. Oh, trapdoors always use fake books. Nothing weird about this. <laughs> I look at the desk. I examine that Coca-Cola. Go ahead and do an investigate check. Always gotta check the desk first. Why'd I do that? Alright. That's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here. We'll be we'll get out of this eventually. You find a wooden duck. <laughs> do you think there's anything interesting about this? And I like hold up the wooden duck. Maybe maybe it's the secret that we're looking for. Maybe it's the key <laughs> that'll get us into the secret room. I start just like putting it against different parts of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I look for a duck-shaped hole to put the duck into. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kia, Kia or Vivian, what do you guys look at? Uh, no, we should follow me some more. <laughs> <laughs> I, want to, uh, I want to examine the books on the bookshelf. All right. Go also do an investigate check. 15. You take a look at the books on the bookshelf. Most of them are about magical artifacts from back in the day, from the pre-Magitech days. Uh, one of them stands out it is a photo album <laughs> okay i go through it as you pull out the photo album the bookshelf slides open yes <laughs> sorry and that was probably you, really I, loud <laughs> uh and then as you look at the photo album it's just more pictures of Professor Emily. That's what I was expecting. So that's why I was so happy. But it actually did something. <laughs> you opened the photo album. Disturbingly, there are even more. Picture, the Professor O'Malley. Cool. I call out, uh, maybe let's put the duck down. I think I might have found something. Mm, no, I'm close. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, did I do that? <laughs> yes, you did. Good job. Mm. Let's go. Yes. You were all doubting me. <laughs> all right. I go into the secret, the special secret room. I also go. <laughs> the three of you enter the secret room, and the bookshelf door slides closed. Outside, the police officer is, like, finally moving, like, a hand around. When he can finally move, he heads back to his police car and calls for backup. <laughs> oh, shit. Meanwhile... The three of you enter the secret room. You see that there is an exceptionally gaudy carpet here, along with a series of shelves on the right and to the left. Uh, they're sort of like a walkway down the middle. The shelves themselves seem to carry a variety of artifacts and items, some of them faintly magical. In the center of the room is what appears to be a statue. And at the 
back end of the room, you see another door. What is the statue? You take a look at the statue. It's sort of this clay-colored statue, and it's like a... You've seen pictures of Professor O'Malley. This one is an even more over-exaggerated version of him. Like, he already sort of has a six-pack. This one has, like, a (laughs) ten-pack. My god. And he's, it's just, like, absolutely ripped. Okay, so he spent either time or money to come up with this statue that he hid in his secret room. What is this guy? <laughs> this is getting a bit disturbing. Wait, is it a naked statue or is it wearing clothes? It's... <laughs> I don't know. I'll leave it to you guys. You want to be naked or... <laughs> well, you, I mean, you this is said, an important detail. You said it was... Yeah, I mean, it is important in terms of what's going on. You said you could see it had abs. I was curious. He has a very thin loincloth to keep this rated PG-13. I see. <laughs> yeah, let's keep moving. <laughs> I've seen a lot that I wish I hadn't seen. So there's magical artifacts around, and that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> anything stand out about the magic? Yeah, do we, do we see anything cool that we can take? You guys see that there's a lot of junk as well on these shelves. If you, if you want to take a look and try to find the magical items, you got to do investigate. Uh, you got to go and like take a look at it. I'll investigate. Yeah. As you head up to the first shelf, you suddenly feel like there's a pair of eyes looking at you. Is it coming from the statue? (laughs) Yeah. You look back at the statue, and its head is turned towards you. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. All all ten packs are turned towards you. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the statue is hard. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Whoa. It's like... (laughs) I'm so immature. It's like, hey, welcome to... (laughs) Welcome <laughs> to my lair. What's up, what's up, ladies? My lady. I mean, you made it all the way here. I'm just saying, we've got some time. <laughs> I, I imagine it's sort of like in this thinking man pose. Uh huh. Mm. Like the thinker. <laughs> yeah, and then it, uh, very robotically, it gets up. Are you both seeing this, or am I hallucinating? Uh, I'm seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it sees us? <laughs> it's like, it very clearly does. Yeah. The, the, the head of the statue rotates slowly to look at you, Deborah. I, like, wave my hand around to see if it's, like, following me. <laughs> uh, and we're going to go ahead and roll for initiative. Oh, my <laughs> <Maybe> God. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Adequate Advanced Magic. Join us next time as Deb, Kia, and Vivian discover the secret of the French press. Mm-hmm.